coming to hear you speak to us. We pray that you prepare our hearts and minds so that you hear you meet us with your words. And your word that goes to accomplish its purpose will find its root. I also pray for myself that you empty me yourself and speak through me so that your children will be fed. This we ask in Jesus' name with hands. Amen. Our theme is Know the Signs of the End Times. Christmas is approaching, but we are asked to know the signs of the end time. My text is taken from Mark 13, verse 5. And Jesus began to say to them, See that no one leads you astray. See that no one leads you astray. In fact, I think many of us have heard about the end times. Christ is coming. We are in the end times. I've heard it so many times. You walk about, people look at what is happening. They look at um, Takawa issues. They look at um, the difficulties, the economic distress. And then the way we have become something else. And I often hear the world is coming to an end or the end is near. This topic about end time is so common that even we have movies that depict some of the themes. We have the Armageddon or the Battle of Armageddon. I'm sure some of you have even watched it before. We have Rapture. When we were young, Rapture was so common and many people were afraid to even watch it. We have also the Antichrist. These are all movies that claims to depict what will happen at the end. And we read, so the last days are very common parlance that most of us know. And we read in the Old Testament, Daniel also talking about what will happen. He said there will be so much difficulty, there will be distress, as has never been before, that there will also be persecution of Christians. There will be betrayals as we wait for the coming of the Lord. Daniel talked about it. And Jesus, we heard also in the gospel reading, when he was with his disciples walking, and they saw the temple. And one of them said, look, isn't it beautiful? Many of us, when we see beautiful things, I'm sure we admire it, and we actually draw the attention of our friends to these beautiful things. That is exactly what happened. But Jesus told him that, you see these beautiful things, a time will come, everything will be pulled down. You will not even see one stone. Everything, every single thing will be pulled down. And when they got somewhere and Jesus was sitting quietly, we heard that Peter, James, John, and Andrew went to him privately to ask him about when this will happen. It means they also knew that the end will come. They knew about the end times or something. So they asked him, will it happen? Will it mark the beginning of the end? Or will it mark the coming of his second coming? That was when Jesus told them that they should not be deceived. That is where the text is from. Jesus said to them, see that no one leads you astray. See that no one leads you astray. And you should also not be deceived. 
Jesus went on to tell them that, yes, there will be difficult times. Very, very difficult times. There will be earthquakes, wars, rumors of wars. But when we hear these things, we shouldn't worry because the end is not is yet to come or the end is near, not near. So we should not worry at all when these things happen. Actually, if you look at Matthew, actually wrote the same thing, almost verbatim, as we found in, we find in Mark. And Luke also talks about pestilence, I mean diseases and earthquakes. So when we hear about the end times as depicted, we worry. All these things, are they, are they true? Are what we are experiencing the beginning or the end of time? So Jesus is coming soon. We ask ourselves so many questions. Peter also talked about end of time. In 2 Peter 3, chapter 3, and Second Peter chapter three verses three and four, he talks about people even falling away. Our love for God will be so cold that many will lose their faith. Jesus also talked about it. Even Daniel, that many of the people will lose their faith. Paul also wrote to Timothy in Second Timothy three one to four. He says, "The last days there will be difficult times. People will be lovers of themselves." Lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless people, unappeasable, people who cannot be appeased, nothing satisfies them, slanderous, without self-control, not loving good, treacherous, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the form of godliness but denying the power of it. There will be people who have no natural affection and children who are so disobedient that they will even disown their parents and offer them to be killed. So when we hear these things, we panic. But is that the end of times? Is that what the Bible teaches us? Actually, there are three schools of thought, or there are three arguments. Many people talk about three things. That the first school of thoughts, or the first argument is, Jesus has already come and gone. So we didn't see him. We're busy finding our own business that we didn't even see him. Because, see, when Jesus predicted that the temple will be destroyed, it has been destroyed. Actually, it was destroyed in 70 AD. The promise of the Holy Spirit also came. So Jesus has come and gone. Actually, the Amadeus believe also believe that Jesus has come and gone. So even Muhammad is the last prophet. But as for the Amadeus, there's this man, the one who found him in their mission, a man who said that he is even the one who is to come, the promised Messiah. Then another person, other group of thought, or the second group of school of thought also says, that we are in the last days. Look at what has happened. They referenced Timothy, the chapter and the verses I read to you. And because of these things, Jesus had already come. Because when God decided to rule in heaven, he cast out demons. And so now the earth as we live in is the abode of the devil and his cohorts. That is why we have so many atrocities going on. 
because the devil is here. And Jesus is also living here with us. So Jesus is with us. So the second coming, it has come to pass. We didn't see it. And most Christians are like the Jews who are still waiting for the Messiah. Because the Messiah didn't come in a form that they knew. They missed him. So we too, when the second coming came to pass, we didn't. When it came to pass, when the promised Messiah came to pass, we didn't observe, but the Spirit is with us. These are all some of the things. So as Methodists, we have to know some of these things so that when we go out and somebody tells us that Jesus has already come, we'll know what to say. Uh, I remember a mate of mine who went home on long, but came back, backslided. He was a staunch Christian. And somebody managed to convince her that uh, we are in heaven. As for heaven is full. You know the Jehovah Witnesses believe that heaven is full. The one for the 4,000. They, they are all there. So as for us, we inherit the earth. Some even marked buildings where they can inherit or where they will inherit when God sends some of us somewhere. So we have to know the times. Jesus said we have to know the times so that we will not be led astray. We have to know so that we are not led astray. But what does scripture teach us? And what did Jesus say? Those who are saying that he's come and gone, he won't come again. Muhammad is even the last prophet because Jesus was a prophet and not the son of God. Some are saying that he is with us. We, do, we didn't recognize his coming because we believe wrongly that he will come in the clouds and every eye shall see him. And me and you, you know that the word of God is true and everything that is stated in the Bible will surely come to pass. So we are waiting to see him descend from the sky. So that, this sends me to the third school of thought. That is the end time. What Jesus said. Jesus said, the end, we, these things must happen, and they will happen. The words of God as we preach, I mean the gospel should spread, and it, it must spread, and it should spread. But the end is yet to come. In Mark 13, 7, it says the end is yet to come. So as Christians, we are still anticipating the coming of Jesus Christ. I think we even say it in our creed, don't we? Methodists, we say it in our creed. We are waiting for Jesus to come so that we will be transported with him. But then, so what about these signs that people are talking about? Jesus said that indeed, all those things will happen. But it doesn't mean the end has come. It marks the end of the beginning, or the beginning of the end. A period of sorrows, a period of tribulation, a period of suffering that nobody has ever imagined. But still, it is not the end of times. So we are not in the end of times. Or in the last days, as some people will say, we are not in the last days. Because Jesus says so. Jesus said when he's coming, we shall see him. Every eye shall see him. And the dead will rise up. The dead. Daniel wrote, the dead will rise up. And we are yet to see the dead. So we believe that Jesus hasn't come yet, isn't it? And then, when, at the last day, when Jesus comes to, he will separate the righteous from the unrighteous. Some will be punished. Some will enjoy. So if this is it, and we are here as Christians, how are we supposed to live? 
Christians, how are we supposed to live? If we are not in the end time, the end has not come, as some people predict. But this is the beginning of the end. And then both Jesus and Daniel said that those whose names are written in the book will be saved. How are we supposed to live so that we are not taken on our ways? Actually, Jesus used so many parables to, this, to depict the coming, the second coming. Talked about what? The ten virgins. Who were ready, but something happened. They fell asleep. They also didn't have oil. And Jesus landed. So they missed the opportunity. We also have the workers of the vineyard. The master actually had this young vineyard. Put people in that they should actually work. When he comes, come for some proceed, he started killing the people he sent. Even his son, whom he sent, they killed. That he will come time when they are not expecting and he's coming to judge them. We have the wedding banquet. Jesus said he has a banquet and he has prepared a table for us, for all Christians, for all believers. So who, those who believe in Jesus Christ have washed themselves in the blood of Jesus and are not sinning because grace is there. They are not telling themselves that, oh, we are under grace, so we have to sin. These are the people the banquet has been prepared for. Maybe I am one, you are one. Are you ready? But the time came, the master came and said, where are the people? There was nobody. So he said, go to the street and call anybody who is ready to come. So in the same way, we are children of God. But when the Lord comes and we are not ready, other people will take our place. So how are we supposed to live? Mark says, we have to support one another. We have to love one another. We have to do the things that we know God expects of us. We don't have to sin so that grace will abound. Both Hebrew and John, they all wrote that. Paul also said it. That if you continue to sin, there is no remission of sin. If you continue to sin, God will not punish you. Because you are doing it willfully. You have decided to sin. You have no, either you have decided to sin willfully or you haven't known God. Because if you have known God, you will not sin willfully. Because he died for us. He came to pay the price for us. So we have to value the suffering. We don't have to just waste it or spend it on frivolous living. That is it. So we as Christians have to live in anticipation because we don't know the time and the hour that Jesus will come. And then we are also told not to neglect to fellowship. We shouldn't neglect to meet. Some people these days watch TV, eh, their sermons are on TV or on radio. So when they watch it or they listen to the sermons, to them, they have been fed. But the word of God is saying that we shouldn't neglect to fellowship. It is when we come meet together that we can support one another. It is when we meet together that is when we will know each other's needs. That is when we will share love and affection. And people will know that, yes, you care and I care. But when we don't, nobody will know. You won't even know when somebody, your brother or sister is suffering. 
And again, because of the tribulation and because of the persecution, if we meet together, we will comfort one another. When you are going through distress, pain, you, you need your friends to talk to you. So when you meet them and they comfort you, you are comforted. But if we all sit at home, we don't fellowship here. We will die. Our fire will burn off. So the Bible says, at these critical times, we are not supposed to live or stay away. We are also to have self-control. We should also study to know the word of God so that we are not deceived. So that we are not deceived that Jesus has come already or that he is living with us and so we can live anyhow because he's not coming again. Jesus will surely come. He will surely come. So when we study and we know, we will not be deceived. We will not be deceived. So we have to fix our eyes on the cross. If our eyes are on the cross, the world will grow dim. James said we should not love the world or things that are in the world because anyone who loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So if we call ourselves Christians, we call ourselves true Christians, true Methodists, born-again Christians, then we shouldn't love the world. To love God more than the world. We should seek to do his will. Because when he came, Jesus said he will separate the goats from the sheep. And we know, when I was sick, you didn't visit me. When I was in prison, you didn't visit me. When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. So all these things about fellowship. So when we meet together, you know people's need. You know they are sick. And you can comfort them. You can also comfort people who are in prison. So as Christians and as Methodists and as members of Trinity, how will Jesus find you? If Jesus or the second coming arrives right now, where will you be? Ask yourself, where will you be? Where will you be? Just think about it. Because the Bible says he will come like a thief. Jesus said he will come. It will be like the days of Noah. They were marrying and giving in to marriage, drinking and eating, making merry. They didn't even see Jonah, uh, Noah enter the ark until the rain came. So when the rain came, I'm sure they thought, oh, it's one or two days, something to go away. So before they realized they had been left behind, God has shut the door of the ark and they couldn't enter. The last day, many people are talking, some are even laughing, laughing that, oh, we've heard so much about this coming of Jesus Christ. How come he's not here? Jesus will surely come. How would you find him? Will you be ready? Will you be ready? Or you'll be deceived by the Antichrist who will come with big, big miracles. There will be big miracles. And if you are following miracles, you'll be deceived because Jesus said, some will come and say, in your name I cast out demons. In your name I did this. And what did Jesus say? I know you not. You worker of iniquity. If the person is a worker of iniquity, and imagine, because God has given you the gift, so the gift is there, but it doesn't mean you can live anyhow. Because I've heard that some people think, that, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm a sufferer, eh? I can live anyhow. Because I have the gift. When I pray, you will be healed. Jesus said, yes, if you follow miracles, yes, there will be miracles. Antichrist will also perform big, big miracles. Even bigger than the ones we are yet to see. 
we haven't seen before. We should not be deceived because Christ is yet to come. Let us pray. We have heard that some people believe that Christ has come and gone and will not come again. Others believe that Christ has come with us. But we as Christians, we believe that Christ, the second coming of Christ, is yet to come. How prepared are you to meet him? Yes, we know that the end is yet to come. Are we watching and praying? That is what Jesus said. We watch and pray so that we don't fall into temptation. We watch and pray so that we are not deceived. We should watch and pray so that we don't fall out. We watch and pray so that we will not be left behind. So pray as the Spirit leads you. and our master we thank you so much for your word that has come to us we pray that even as we are watching and waiting anticipating your coming help us to persevere help us to be alert help us not to grow cold help us fix our eyes on you so that when you come we shall not be left behind 